Like whatever is important to you, you will know how much you value that thing by how you react when that thing is celebrated or threatened. And like, again, like I said, that's kind of a litmus test for your life. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that attempts to break down cultural assumptions and then view those from a biblical lens. I'm Josh Phillips, joined always by Mr. Shane Skirvin. And Shane, I just have to know right now, are you living your best quarantine life right now? I think I am. I finally got a, a pretty good pattern down. I, I think I am. Is it? It's, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of starting to get used to it a little bit. How I about know. you? Yeah, I'm actually shocked, actually. It's actually shocking how quickly I became used to it. I know. Well, I'm kind of a homebody, so I, you know, I kind of like staying home. I, I like being around the house and not going anywhere. So it's kind of fitting right into what I like to do, right? Right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, but, I, I, I'm a little bit that way though too. You know, I've gotten so used to asking my wife, "What are we doing next?" and "What's going on?" and "Who are we meeting with?" and stuff. And all that's kind of faded no, away. Nothing. Yeah, there's nowhere to go, nothing to do. Well, what shows on next? You could ask that. <laughs> or, what game we're gonna or, play next at home? Yeah, or or a term I've heard uh, quarantine eating. Are you quarantine eating because you have nowhere to go? You just eat because you're bored. Uh, yes, I definitely have definitely been overeating for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's good times, good times. All right, <laughs> well, you can reach us on email at feedback at switchinglenspodcast.com. You can also go to our website switchinglenspodcast.com with all of our info, our blogs, our podcast episodes, videos, all that good stuff, and our social media links. Okay, well, Shane, we're starting a new series right now. Uh, we just finished our coronavirus series. Now we're starting a new one. It's called What is Significant? Now, this comes from actually sort of your inspiration, Shane. You had told me a story, and you, you, this is kind of your idea for this. And I'm going to let you talk about this, but you'd had conversations with people. And uh, tell us a little bit about what those conversations were like. Well, I, I was prepared for when talking about um, the big questions in life, big worldview issues, belief, uh, what's your why, you know, what makes you tick, um, in these conversations, which I love to have, uh, with people because of my own, uh, belief that is that there are universal answers to universal questions. Right. So I'm starting yeah, so, from that point. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the big questions in life that yeah, you're, that yeah. you're handling with people. Okay. And, and I believe that they involve everyone, that all those answers are public. All of them are, you know, big, universal, timeless, you know, across all cultural bounds, the answers are regardless of what you believe, right? Yes. The answers are for everyone, regardless of what you believe. Yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, well said. So I'm prepared always for different opinions, strong, different opinions, different answers, but I've been met with a lot of lack of interest in even trying to address the questions, um, indifference, a lack of wanting to even look at these questions head on. But so just, you start these conversations mm -hmm. and then before they really get any steam going, you're brushed off in some way? Well, yeah, and, and brushed off in a sense of like, who can know these questions? Like they're not, I don't believe these questions even have answers. So so why even consider them? Hmm, okay, interesting, interesting. So, okay, so this is gonna be, that's what we're gonna set. This is a kind of our series here. We're gonna be dealing with this idea that there seems to be kind of an indifference with people, with these, with the big questions in life, questions of things of like, where'd we come from, moral morality, what happens after we die? What about ultimate meaning in life? These big questions like this. We're going to take a look at this and see sort of kind of try to, try to break it apart. Why do people have this view? Why do they not care for this? Because as Christians, we're coming from this saying like, these things matter. Like These are extremely important questions with major consequences through it. And so we're going to try to, in this first episode, 
kind of present our case, right, Shane? Sort of say like, this is our worldview where we're coming from. Here's what say. Now we're not going to get all real super in depth with this, but we're going to lay out some of the generalities here and say, here's what's at stake right now. This is these these are big types of things. And then we'll, in future episodes, we're going to get more and more to why people seem indifferent and don't seem to care about these quite as much. Sound good, Shane? Uh, that sounds great. Can I can I mention uh, a quote? Sure, absolutely. So the editor of the Great Books of the Western World. His name is Dr. Adler. I love this quote. He said in a series of essays that people noted the longest essay was about the question of God. And they said, why, why is this the, the longest essay? And he said, quote, because there are more consequences for life and action follow the affirmation or denial of God than any other basic question, unquote. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, that's a, and that's a great segue right into what where we're next to go. N- nicely done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, you know, we're coming from a Christian worldview, and so Shane, let's kind of like let's kind of give sort of the the basic story. And again, we're we're we're, we're sort of bringing this up to this, this is this is what's at stake. This is what uh, the Christian worldview states. And like like you were, that quote you just mentioned, there's consequences to these things, right? Yes, ideas have consequences, good or bad. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay, so let's kind of lay this out here, Shane. Let's kind of start from the beginning. Uh, again, as Christians, we believe in the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. Yahweh, right? Yep. He created all things. Yep. Right, created, created all things. Uh, tri- we won't get too much of this. Triune God, he created all, who created all things. Go ahead. Yeah. You're say something. Uh, I, I, I would just say, I just recently had a discussion about this with some young people that were interested in these questions, and they, we noted that the Judeo-Christian belief is that God created the world, but He's separate from the world. So okay. that we believe in a Creator God that's not pantheistic. Pantheistic, um, He's not one with His creation. He created and is separate from. Just like an artist okay. creating a piece of work is not the, the you know, the that piece of artwork doesn't become the artist. It's separate right. from it. From that's the good. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, not to be confused with some other worldviews. Good, yeah, good point. Good, good way to, to specify that. Okay, so he, he created man, humanity, in his image, for his glory, for relation, relationship, intimate relationship, and to co-labor in ruling the earth, right? Yep. So far, so good? Yep. Okay, let's keep rolling here. Let's keep going here. So we would say, and this is getting into more of the problems here, the problems that we need to talk about here, is that man is sinful. Man is broken and has made many mistakes and is incapable of saving himself from the separation of God because through this man has sinned and that's created the separation from God kind of going back to what you were saying a little bit and so man go ahead I was going to say and this 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 should not be controversial at all the fact that what we would say man is sinful the everyone else the secular equivalent of that saying is calling it the human condition so all of us say that man both has an innate sense of right and wrong. And one of the other most testifiable facts is he doesn't live up to that. Yes. And we have a whole, we have all of human history that, that, that proves that, right? Yes. Irrefutable. Okay. So going on with the Christian worldview, we say that God came as a man and the person of Jesus died for us to, and resurrected so that this problem we have of sin would be washed away and we could be reunited and that separation from God would be gone for all those who would believe and accept him, right? The heart of the gospel that he takes your place because you can't make up the difference. So it's literally not a matter of your performance. Your new status as um, a son or daughter of God has been completely given to you. 
Right, right. And then lastly, we'll put in here, after we die, if we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, to, like you said, to take that place, then we go with him to be forever, right? Yep. That okay, we were created for a relationship with God and others. Exactly, exactly. So we, we didn't want to get into specifics. So we realize there's books upon books and books and books have been written on theology and all that stuff. We're just trying to give a very general overview of where we're coming from. Now, just having said those things, a lot's at stake right there, right? Yes. If, I mean, if, if the Christian worldview is true, then, I mean, then, then the, even just this life that I live right now is only of a little bit of importance. It's not of, of utmost importance. It's not everything to be considered, to be concerned with. Uh, it goes beyond this life. My concern should go beyond this life, right? Yeah. And it, so, it, yeah, go ahead. No, and so so a lot of, I think, and this is kind of getting at the problem a little bit, I think, is that people get so, we're going to get latest, get more into this in future episodes, but people get so concerned with this life that we're living right now and sort of, like you said, have that sort of indifference or, or like, oh, I just don't know if, you know, if there is a God or if any of these things are true, I just don't know. So we can't, uh, who knows if all that stuff's even worth thinking about or whatnot. So Shane, let me ask you a question. If all these things are true, all these things that we just said, how could any material thing, temporary satisfaction, or really any any earthly pursuit ever supplant him as in God? Yeah, they they couldn't possibly. You know, it, it's it's the definition of um, rationality would be that um, that they couldn't. You know, it would literally be irrational to try to put anything above what would be the highest and supreme value. You know, and so yeah, mm-hmm. there, it, it's it would literally be a travesty to um, have anything surplant surplant him. Right, right. So again, so just to make the point, like we're we're saying that what the Christian worldview states, this is huge. This is, there's so much at stake right now, and so to just treat this as that it's nothing, that's not it doesn't really deserve any of my concern. It doesn't deserve too much of my time to think about this. It doesn't take any time of research to look into these things. Really, kind of. I mean, I don't know how you feel. Do you feel? I almost want to use the word illogical in a way. Is that uh, like, my yeah. crazy? Yeah. No. No. I, I. It really is. I mean, you. You. This idea that you know, and I. I think it comes from that idea. The this this idea of self fulfillment. So I got to find my truth. And so if yeah. everyone breaks apart and they're all looking for their own truth, that means there are no big answers, right? It individualizes. Right. It atomizes everyone's experience. So where's, you know, the danger in that is where is social cohesion, right? Where is any kind of community when everyone's searching for their own individual truth, where we literally become a million little pieces and and there's a tragic loss of social cohesion, just as our society is getting closer and close knit, more dependent on each other. You know, I think it brings out human flourishing when there's, when people live together in peace and harmony, it's the best optimization of of human humanity, you know. So it, to me, it's a it's a very danger when so many people are can't even be bothered. You know, they're just looking for their own. They can't be bothered with thinking that there is a truth for everyone. Yeah, and there's there's like you said, there's a lot of consequences with that. Yeah, and holding that t- that type of view and everything. So, well, kind of what we want to do is kind of and to help in here a little bit is really kind of do sort of a self check in a way. Um, I think sometimes people think, well, you know. I, I don't know why I'm not concerned with these things or I don't know why I should be or whatever. I don't know about you, Shane. Did you, have you ever been this way? I don't, I mean, maybe way back a long time ago, but a lot of times I wasn't too interested in these kinds of questions 
until they got started, until someone started bringing it up. Then I loved the conversation. Then I was all in. I was all in. I was like, hey, let's let's keep talking about this. I love talking about this sort of thing. I never talk about this, but I was just kind of, I get kind of interested in it for for that moment. But then like the next day, I was kind of like, well, kind of back to whatever indifference or whatever. Maybe we keep using that word a lot. But <laughs> well, yeah, you know, for me too, uh, there's enough things, you know, we live. So if we talk about our own space and place in, in history and time, you know, we do live in a country where billions and billions of dollars are spent to try to grab our attention, to try mm-hmm. to get us, you know, through consumerism, through distraction, they're all well, trying we're to, there. We're well, there. yeah, they're all trying to market. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to get too far, but yeah. Um, so I do think whenever the conversation was brought up to me, I like you, I actually have a very similar experience when I started thinking about these things, I'm like, Oh my gosh, but they almost had to, they almost had to be brought up. They almost had to break into, you know, I was on that same track of self-fulfillment looking for the truth, my individual truth that would help me get where I needed to go kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I actually needed people to bring this up in my life to get me started on a different path. Yeah. And, I, and kind of in that vein, I want to sort of kind of help help everybody out a little bit here. Uh, I want to read a verse from the Bible, or a couple of verses actually. In the in the book of Matthew, it says, "Do not lay up treasures. Excuse me. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal." We've a lot of us have heard this before. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And here's the key verse: For where your treasure is, there your heart is also, or there your heart will be also. And a lot of times this is used like for money. A lot of times it's referenced to like a, a financial type of hold on your life. But, you know, I remember years back kind of reading this and I felt like, I, I felt like I got something a little different out of that. And it was more sort of kind of what I call like a litmus test to determine sort of what's important in my life. That's what kind of what this verse says. And so I kind of put like another way of putting this, another way you could look at this would be like, whatever is important to you, you will know how much you value that thing by how you react when that thing is celebrated or threatened. And like, again, like I said, that's kind of a litmus test for your life. You, so if you look in your life and you see, you know, what gets me really excited? What gets me really down? Because it really goes both ways. That's when I can find out what's important to me. Um, real quick, I'll tell you a very quick story. Is I used to be a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. And not to get too much into it, but um, I would, if, if the Mavericks lost... The next day I was so furious and I was just in a bad mood. I even told my students this. I was like, have you ever seen me like upset and, mo- and sort of like grumpy? It's probably because the Mavericks lost the night before, which is ridiculous. And then even when I watched the games, I would, I would just, a bad person came out of me at times. It, it wasn't always, it wasn't always a good thing, but either way, but, and it kind of hit me after a while. I knew I was acting ridiculous, but the degree to which I was upset when they lost didn't match the excitement I had when they won. And so that, that's kind of, there's what's, what's up with that? Like, I mean, and it's kind of, it kind of got me thinking at that point, like that's, that's kind of messed up, but you know, I mean, again, not to get too much into that, but that was really clear to me right there that that was something that was, was too important to me. I mean, too important, I would say now, but it was clear. My emotions showed how important that was the degree to which I got upset or happy or whatever, or whatever, uh, you know, if I was buying Mavericks paraphernalia poster, I mean posters, but you know what I mean? There's little knickknacks around there that had Dallas Mavericks on it, bumper stickers and all that stuff. Like that was very telling to what was important to me. 
And so, and I, so again, like that's what I'm saying. I think that we can all look at our lives and see what really, what, what gets us excited, what really gets us down. And that's where we can tell what's important. And that's where I think the self-evaluation can begin is saying like, should this be put at the level to where it should be, you know, is, am I, am I so concerned with the big questions in life? Am I concerned with, I'm just so concerned with my career or whatever. I don't want to get too much into this because we're getting some future episodes, but I want to sort of provide that out there. Like I said, a litmus test where you can look at yourself and say, you know, what, what is important in my life? And so something I kind of put, want to throw in here is like, you might be thinking, well, God means everything to me and always has, but I don't know why I can go through my entire day and not even consider him or even cast a thought in his direction. And maybe that's you. Maybe you identify with that. And that's something that we're going to be looking at going forward with all this in the future episodes, uh, the next two episodes we're going to do right now. All right, Shane, well, that about wraps us up with this first episode in our series. Uh, Next time, we're going to get into the role of distraction, the role that distraction plays into this topic we're talking about of dealing with these tough questions and the interest level we have in them and all that stuff. So Shane, thanks for joining me as always. Oh yeah. Thank you, Josh. I love being here and I'm very excited for the next episode. This one's near and dear to my heart. I'm uh, a very distracted human being, right? (laughs) Entertainment. I'm kind of a sucker for entertainment. So this is one I have to work on. Awesome. Awesome. Well guys, remember you can always, Catch us on switchinglensespodcast.com with all information there. You can email the show at feedback at switchinglenses.com. And we will see you next time. Bye.